Sean Dizzle. <lacht> Mikey Hizzle. <lacht> Alrighty then. If only oh. people would have heard our pre-recording conversation. I don't think it's appropriate <laughs> for the listening audience. Uh, it was not PG-13 or rated R by that matter. What's the next one over? NC-17, I believe. Yeah, and then uh, I think not rated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was not rated. Uh, so, yeah. We're gonna I like not rated off. because in it, there's some like, ooh, why is it not rated? Some mm. mystery there. Like, when you say something's NC-17, you know it's basically porn. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I really? thought Triple X was porn. Yeah. Well, Triple X is not a industry film rating, is it? Oh, X-rated is, though, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I just uh, When I hear NC-17, right. I think of, like, super vulgar intimate shit right oh, what do you see, think of <clears throat> i think of blood and gore and shoot 'em up and violence jeez why are you so sexual sean let's talk about sex baby i i was thinking like you know like take take uh uh what's that movie with keanu reeves and the uh all the killing that he did Keanu Reeves. I don't know, man. I don't know people. Uh, Keanu Reeves. He's wearing black suit, white shirt, black tie. He's going around killing everybody because they killed his dog. Like that whole first movie was about revenge because they beat him up, robbed him, and stole his dog or beat his dog to death. And like right before he kills the last guy, they're like, why are you coming after me so hard? Because you killed my dog. And then he goes, this big revenge rampage. Ah, oh, fuck it. Happy recording day, dude. <laughs> Happy recording day. <laughs> you know I'm not the right guy to do this with. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. My wife will be watching something and I'll be like, hey, that's that guy. And she'll know the name and what they were in. And I'm just like, yeah, I think so. That's that guy. <laughs> I just know faces. Unless you're my girl, ScarJo. Mm -hmm. I know. I know who she be is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know oh, Chris I'm Pratt. Because that's my boo boo's celeb crush. Mm hmm. John Wick is what I'm talking about. So, 
NC-17, I'm thinking like John Wick to the next level. You know, because in John Wick, it was that's about about as far as you can go. Uh, Is that movie you were just talking about? Yes, that's that's about as far as you can go with the violence and the blood and not be considered NC-17. At least that was my I mean, that's my understanding of NC-17, (laughs) but I wasn't even thinking of sex. I don't even think there was any sex scenes in that. It's just all action, uh, violence, blood, gore, shooting people's heads off. All right, we get it. You're right. I'm wrong. He was an ex-hit man. It's a pretty awesome uh, trilogy if you haven't seen it. Obviously, you haven't. You weren't able to help me. (laughs) You got to watch John Wick, man. I wasn't um, availed to such filth in my youth, Michael. Mm. How old are you again? What does that matter? Because <laughs> the movie was made in 2014. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even remember hearing the name of that movie. Like six years ago, seven years ago. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on, bro? Just sitting here in the office with my new. LED strip lights that could turn any color I want them to. Really? Can you turn them red and do like a red light special, baby? Yeah, you want me to? I'll do it right now. Can't even see me. There's green. Blue, purple, pink for the boobies. <laughs> oh boy. Where did you get that now? How do I get it back to white? Oh, uh, it looks <clears throat> super dope. It's oh, almost like you're in a. It's almost like you're in one of those dark rooms, like you're developing film. It looks pretty cool. Oh, I'm developing something. <laughs> Some gas for a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Is it brewing? <laughs> Is it rumbling? Uh, hey, man, it's always brewing. Yeah, I feel you there. Um, it's got like this. <clears throat> it's the only light source I have on in the room right now, so. Oh, wow. I did something really cool. I, I like it, man. It's pretty dope. I, can you put it on just like, put it? is there a setting where it just keeps changing every few yeah, seconds? I hate that. That's annoying. Oh, oh, okay. I like it, but I guess the things I like are annoying. <laughs> hmm. Pretty much. anyway it's got i don't know if you can see it because it's kind of dark in here but it has this remote oh with the color wheel i see it yeah 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 
And then like it. it has like different modes and stuff. I feel like I'm doing a product review and I should be getting some residual income from this. Yeah, frankly, if we had a <laughs> if we if we had a link frankly. to an Amazon store, uh, we'd be able to just direct people to your link. They can click on it, see exactly what you're talking about, and purchase it if they want. And then we can get a kickback. Which is something we've talked about oh. time and time again for this podcast, and we've never done. Yeah. Because, dude, the know. amount of crap that me and the wife buy. Yep. Oh, I did something bad. Yeah, now you're you're as black as me. Anyway, we could do reviews for sure. I mean, I got reviews for days. Hell, I'd do a review on these lights. Well, so there is a way for us to just say, go to our store and buy this shit and we get a kickback. And it might be that we only get three cents for suggesting people go to it and they do it. but it'll be three cents that'll help pay for the hundreds of dollars that we pay out for the website and all of the podcast software and, you know, equipment and all the shit that we, (laughs) that we bought of our own money just to make this show happen. Right. Uh, For sure. So I'll take those three pence, three pence. What am I, 75? I take those three pennies to, uh, you know, to help out. It'd be better than nothing. Three pence. How, how much is that in American dollars? A pence? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like my pence? Really, it, it was, no, it was rhetorical. Anyway, what's going on with you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway. um, Oh, so uh, so I'm I'm reading a new book. I don't know if I talked about it. I don't know if I told you about it yet, but I'm reading a new book. I know officially once this comes out, it's the last day of January. I'm not going to have the book done by the end of January. At least at this point, I'm only halfway through. Um, Whoa, I'm reading John. Living on a prayer. <laughs> I'm reading Martha. Martha, uh, Martha. God, I cannot talk tonight. Why do we have another to do sip? <laughs> Martha Stewart's book is Martin Luther's book on the catechism. Ooh. I'm reading Martin Luther's Catechism right now. And, um, I mean, it's, it's stuff that, you know, we already know as basic Christians, but it's, uh, it's good. He breaks down everything, uh, all the foundational principles of Christianity. So, um, obviously you have God. You've got the Trinity, you've got uh, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, and um, the Apostles' Creed. 
So he's breaking all of that down in the most basic and simplest terms. Uh, and it's quite interesting hearing his perspective of these foundational Christ- Christian principles from, you know, 1600 A.D. Yeah. Because that's how far <clears throat> back he goes, right? Like this is Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King for you noobs out there. This is Martin Luther, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the reformer. <laughs> That's what the guy I'm who to posted say. that note on the door of the church. Martin Luther, the the reformer, the one of the original reformers isn't, of the. Isn't that what, him? Posted a, a, a what a note on the door. Yeah, I, I don't know what you mean. Wasn't that Martin Luther? I don't know. I don't know what door you're talking about or what notes you're talking about. He nailed some. Uh, <clears throat> oh God, I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Well, what else is new? He nailed I forget what they're called. But like <clears throat> he nailed some shit to a door on the Catholic Church and was like he basically brought on Reformation to the Christian world back in the day. Started yeah. this huge thing. Yes, yes, yeah, you're right. You're, it's the the ninety five uh, ninety five thesis. Yes. Yep. Same dude. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Same dude. Yes. Sorry, it's been a long time since I've uh, listen. It's been a long time for me too. That's why I just had to look it up because I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Yeah, the 95 thesis. Thesis, yeah. That's yeah, the word the, I could not find. Yeah, the thesis he, he wrote. Uh, and he shook yeah. the freaking church all the up. The entire up and Catholic down. church. Yeah. yeah. In Wittenberg, Germany. Dude, that's uh, interesting. Yes. You'll have to send me a link. Okay, I, uh, I'll do that. I would like to read that I, book. It, it's ridiculous, man. It's uh, it's really small. That's what she said. Uh, hardback book. That's um, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the, I mean, it, the Reformation uh, actually was uh, 1517 when he wrote the uh, 95 Thesis. So uh, this is a really, really, really old book old material but anyway i'm not reading the 95 thesis right now i i'm uh i'm reading his catechism so this is uh it's actually pretty good i'm enjoying it and i'm halfway through it i just got done with the portion on the 10 commandments and now i'm going through his uh portion on um on uh, the apostles creed and just so you know how long how long this book is, the section on the Apostles' Creed is seventy one pages long. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, just going through page by page by page, and he's so thorough with all of his scriptural references to back up everything that he, every claim that he has. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really enlightening. I'm enjoying it a lot. So, dude, I, I mean. 
No, no, you go. I was going to say, I, I, so I just got finished with his breakdown of the Ten Commandments, and I thought it was very interesting how um, instead of taking the approach of the Ten Commandments, like this is the law of God and you don't keep it and you're going to be cursed, stuff like that, he came from a different approach. His approach was uh, not from a standpoint of necessarily don't do this, but from the standpoint of this is something that God has gifted you. So it's like the law that says thou shall not still steal. I said still, not S-T-I-L-L, but S-T-E-A-L. Thou shall not steal. He takes it from a different perspective of this is the law of God's provision for you. So we should love God enough and appreciate his provisions for you in that you choose not to steal the possessions of other men. And so he takes every commandment. The starting point of every commandment is we should should or should not do this because we should love God enough and appreciate his provision of this thing. And so I'm reading it just like, wow, that is a very intriguing way to, you know, to deliver that message of the Ten Commandments. You know, mm. so many people today, they just go from a standpoint of just law, 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 and just beat you over the head with the thou shall not. So his perspective on it was quite refreshing from, you know, the early 1500s. So that's yeah. All. That's cool, man. I was just going to say mm-hmm. that uh, <clears throat> I've been enthralled with a certain book of the bible and um like when i read the bible and i want to actually study it i like that in-depth stuff like i like to you know see the greek and hebrew meaning of certain words and like what were they saying when this was written like what what did that actually translate to because you know my my go-to is blueletterbible.org I don't know about you or anyone who's listening, if you're even into studying the Bible, but like, I find it to be a really good resource. So a little plug for them, because I think they're awesome. Um, But they, you know, they give you certain, (laughs) yeah, I doubt that. (laughs) They're like ran by uh, donations, I think. Sure. Which is kind of cool. but um. So are we, by the way. Yeah. So there you go. But they have, you know, they have tools on this website where, well, first off, they there's so many versions of the Bible that you can choose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. King James Version, New Standard Version. I mean, there's there's so many versions, and it's been translated and translated and translated and regurgitated so many times. I want to know, when it was written in the Greek and Hebrew, what were they saying? What, what did those words mean then, so that I can better understand what's actually being said in the scripture? Sure. And I love that shit, man. 
I love yeah. reading specifically uh, Matthew Henry commentary. I feel like he's kind of like like you were saying. I mean, he's so thorough and backs up everything with like scripture references. It's like, dude, in your lifetime, how did you study this much to write commentary on pretty much every single book in the Bible? And then back it all up with like scripture from here and there and this one and that one and just like go into it, man. And if you read Matthew Henry, it's very old school where it's like, it's not quite thou shalt not unto thine bosom ye henceforth come on the, you know, twelfth night of the fourth era from you know it's not like that but it's like you have to kind of read it and understand like he's speaking the way that they spoke when he wrote these commentaries i don't care dude i love it Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you i like it too i i like dakes and i like finney uh their commentaries even though I've read Dakes, uh, I haven't read Finney. Yeah, I like all that old stuff, dude. Dude, my grandfather—he's a pastor my entire life, plus then, and um, he gave me some of his old study materials, and in that was uh, the hardback versions of Matthew Henry. Hmm. And, like, you could tell, you know, he's got a few, like, little notes and stuff throughout. So, it's sentimental to me because it's my grandfather and I love him. Mm-hmm. And I look up to him. But it's also cool to, like, have it in the physical form. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's cool. I say that, but, like, now that the internet's become what it has, I don't ever touch them. They're just here on my bookshelf. <laughs> Well, they have sentimental value at that point. Yeah. This is legacy, if nothing else, right? But I forgot for a while now how much I enjoy, like, getting into one verse and studying it Mm -hmm. and getting the etymology and reading the references as to, well, why did they say that? You know, like, who are they talking to? Mm-hmm. And just like getting backstories and, you know, here's what was going on in that part of the world in this part of history. So that's why this specific letter was being written to this church or whatever, you know, like that stuff is like, I just forgot how intriguing it is to me and how much I enjoy it until, I mean, just this week. Mm. But you had um you had a verse you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, I, of- I, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to transition to that now, we can. Uh, well, we don't have to. It just kind of fits. I, I was enjoying where we were going. Well, let's uh, keep going. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was I was going to say that I I really. I'm kind of like in the same boat, you know, I'm just like kicked off this year 
trying to get myself back into reading a lot more. Uh, I was, I'm considering starting off with February. Um, you know, back in the day, I used to read the entire New Testament in the month. And believe it or not, if you just read nine chapter, chapters a day of the New Testament, you can read the entire New Testament every 30 days. And it's not hard to do, right? I, I don't know. I'm sure when you were a kid, just like when I was a kid, you know, we would do read the whole Bible in a year type of deal, you know. And in most of the old school Bibles, there was like a page in there somewhere, either the front or the back of the Bible uh, with, you know, like passages that you can read, a reading plan for every single day so that you can read the entire entire Bible in a year. Yep. Right? I can't tell you how many times I've done that. So, but I, I had a homeboy back in the day who challenged me. He was like, yeah, man, I discovered you know you got x amount of chapters in the new testament he said i'm really i want to read the entire new testament you know in 30 days and do that you know every 30 days for a year and i'm like bet i'll do it with you sure (laughs) let's do it you know so i mean i used to carry around a new testament like one of those small new testament bibles yeah, like the little, the, the little Gideon, little pocket Gideon Bible. He used mm-hmm. to carry one of those around. All that faux uh, leather and their gold bull yeah. stamp. <laughs> yeah, the Gideon little flame. Uh, believe it or not, so uh, the wife and I were just cleaning stuff out. And I came down into the basement and pulled out a super old coat. Very, very old coat. Like this coat. My dad wore this coat when he was my age type of deal. Don't know why I still had it. But I pulled this coat out and I'm like, let me check the pockets. I started going through the pockets. And the only thing I found in that pocket was an orange, small (laughs) Gideon Bible. (laughs) Just the New Testament. Their New Testament Bibles, I think, actually included the book of Psalms and Proverbs. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, I just pulled it out of my pocket and I threw it somewhere. I don't even know where it is around the house right now. It might be behind my bar in the basement. Dude, (laughs) have you ever... fitting. And I hate to say stole because it's a Bible. But have you ever, like, left a hotel room and maybe the Gideon Bible came with you? (laughs) <laughs> maybe once maybe <laughs> yeah maybe but you know what though they plan on those bibles being taken so yeah, that's like, the one thing they, you're they, never gonna get charged for right you'll never get charged for it so like the gideons they deliver bibles everywhere you know all these different hotel rooms they deliver them all the time so they they bank on people taking them so that they can keep restocking the hotels. There was a guy at my last church who, uh, who was part of the Gideons. And surprisingly enough, 
it's pretty much, you know, ran by donations. But most of the people that are in the Gideons are like very successful businessmen, Christian businessmen. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I don't like know too like much a, about the Gideons. Yeah. Which is why he got into it, because he was a successful businessman. And it was like, oh, yeah, these other successful business Christians this is what we're doing. It was almost like a freaking fraternity or something, like a a good boys club, you know. Who are the Gideons? We are a body of believers dedicated to making the word of God available to everyone and together with the local church reaching souls for Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool organization. I don't mind it at all. Um, you know, the Bible to this day is oh, still shit. the number they one got a printed Gideon Bible app. What? <laughs> Download that shit. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I don't know. You said to this day. Oh, the Bible is still the number one printed book. In the world. Well, you can't I think touch the it. number one in uh, purchased. Don't quote me on that. Look that up. <laughs> the but, number one purchased book in the world as well? I want to say a couple of years it was still the number one sold book in the world. Hmm. And then I'm like, because I remember, I remember seeing that stat and being like, well, duh. I mean, how many, like, hotel rooms have a Gideon Bible? I mean, just that mm. alone. <laughs> Someone no, you're, you're had to buy it. Right. You know what I'm saying? No you're, no, you're still right, though. The number one best-selling book of all time is the Bible, like, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Are you tired of searching for quality music for your next project? Soundstripe is the answer. Never worry about licensing again. With Soundstripe, your membership covers the cost for every song license. Just find the right track, download the file, and get a custom license. That's it. No channel or media-specific fees. No recurring royalties, ever. Strike the right chord with radio-quality music. Browse their wholly owned library of over 5,000 royalty-free songs composed by Grammy-winning talent. Enjoy unlimited licensing, new music every week, and stem files with every track. Soundstripe was founded by three musicians with one purpose in mind. Keep creators creating. It's why they only publish exceptional media and keep their licensing simple and prices reasonable. With over 5 million licenses issued and over 200 songs added each month, why look any further? Head over to Soundstripe.com and enjoy unlimited, royalty-free music to create exceptional work. Plus, if you use our promo code BEVIDEO, you'll get an extra 10% off your subscription. Again, enter promo code B as in boy, E as in elephant, VIDEO, all one word at checkout for 10% off soundstripe.com take your work to the next level Phone as of 19 more. <laughs> as of 1995 
There's over 5 billion copies of the Bible sold and distributed. You know the Gideons are based out of Nashville? Yes. This is intriguing now. They have 200 or 2, how do you say that? Mm. 270,000 Gideons and auxiliary members, wives of Gideons. Hmm. Hmm. They were founded in July 1 of 1899 in Janesville, Wisconsin. Did you say 1899? 1899, yep. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That's a long time. Yeah. Primary activities distributing copies of the Bible free of charge. Uh, the Bible distribution is a worldwide enterprise taking place in around 200 countries, territories, and possessions. You know, you got a good point, though, man. With it being the number one sold book of all time, it's amazing that so many people don't read it. Well, that's why the hotel thing alone yeah. is like... I mean, how many hotel rooms are in one hotel? You know, there's a Bible in a drawer somewhere in every single one of those. In every, every hotel. What hotel have you ever been at? And there, you, you know, top drawer under the lamp, in between the beds, I'm going to get a Bible. Every single hotel room I've ever been in my entire life. So, one could argue... Is it sort of a, what's the word here? Like a made up thing? But then again, it's like, well, I mean, those Bibles had to be purchased by somebody, AKA the Gideons. So like, yeah, it's purchased, but it's not like, you know, New York times, number one seller. I don't know. It's still cool. I guess it is, but I, I can't knock it, dude. Well, and I'm not trying to knock it. That's not my point. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. <clears throat> I know. Hey, man, if we could write a book and just get 1% of that market. <laughs> Shit. Zero or point zero one percent I'd take that. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I mean, it's that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I wonder if they have a podcast. Um, The Gideons? Yeah, I don't know. What would it be? Daily scripture reading? It'd probably be their uh, Bible plan for the year. Or maybe it's just called The Gideons. Gideons The Gideons Podcast. Podcast. Who knows? It would be cool if they did, though. Uh, It's a great organization, man. I mean, I mean, if nothing else, just for the fact that they're distributing Bibles, I don't know what else they do, but I think it would be cool if they hosted a wild game dinner once a year. <laughs> and it was completely random. Wild but that game? Would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a lot of churches that host wild game dinners. 
And it's just something to get all the men together. You know, they basically bring in a portion of something they've caught for that year, hunted and killed for that year. And uh, then they share it with the masses. Hmm. You've not you've not been to a wild game dinner? No, I guess I have not. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, I, I typically go to one a year at the Polish Century Club uh, here just outside of Detroit. Uh, it's put on, it's a Christian, you know, centric, Polish, Catholic kind of organization. Uh, but they, they sell tickets to, you know, 400 people. And they do raffles for rifles and handguns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically just like all the beer you want to drink <laughs> all night long. Dollar beers, big freaking crafts of beers, you know, like in those. It's a it's a catering hall, you know, those catering hall jugs for water. They just fill that with like cheap as Miller Lite, Bud Light type of shit. And, uh, you know, the Catholic priest comes out there, blesses the food, and then you just buffet style. Everybody gets in line and you just pig out. I've had elk and mule deer and all types of venison, backstrap, legs, neck. I've had ostrich meatballs the size of softballs. Shark, rabbit, lamb squirrel, alligator tail, you name it, frog legs, you name an animal. I've had it at that damn, you know, wild game dinner. So. All right. I'm just saying it would be cool if like the Gideons did something like that. They got an email. We should email them. Get that shit going. They do have an email. They do not have a podcast. Yeah. Got to get them going on that too, though. Anyway. That's good. What else were we going to talk about? Well, you had a scripture you wanted to talk about, unless you're abandoning that. Fuck that scripture. So, uh... If you could put a cap on January 2021 so far, uh, how would you how would you say it's going? For me personally, yeah, or in general, both. Well, for me personally, hectic because we moved. Yeah. Um, in general. Uh, what would be a good word? I don't think you could do it in one word. I think you would have to use several. And my several words would be hopeful, optimistic, and guarded. Hopeful because we have a new POTUS. 
which we'll see how that goes. Um, optimistic because there's a vaccine. Seems things might be able to turn a little differently. And then what was my last one? Hopeful? No. Guarded. Guarded because honestly, I still, I still feel like people are being dumbasses and they're, they're taking things to extremes almost where, I mean, hell, look at the election and the inauguration. And then, oh, we have a vaccine. People are just out and about, not masking up, like, oh, yeah, it's all over. Like, no, it's not all over. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but. Yeah, no, it's just cautious. I get that. Uh, Maybe that's a better word. Cautious, guarded. Same thing. I don't know. <laughs> Close enough. You said guarded. I said cautious. I think we're saying the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. I think that's a good summation of the, of the, the first month so far. Uh, I, I'm glad you can be hopeful. I hope that everybody else can can be the same. Well, I think uh, we have to be, man. Yeah. I mean, 2020, not for everyone. Again, you know, I have people I know personally that have had some huge obstacles in their life <clears throat> or not even obstacles that they, you know, conquered or, you know, people got pregnant and had healthy babies. Like, that's awesome. Like, there's some good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as a whole, you know, 2020 was pretty much a shit show. <laughs> I mean, pandemic, freaking politically, yeah. just like, what is like business wise? I mean, the whole thing, like what is happening? Um, and because it just. I was kind of thinking about this because I was listening to another podcast today. I was doing a little bit of driving mm -hmm. um, back and forth between our old place and the new place and blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> I had this podcast on and they're talking about some stuff and it really, um, it made me kind of think about the year because dude, it seems like it's been, three years in one and yet at the same time i feel like it's already over and i don't even know if it actually happened but like i i've started <laughs> remembering back to like right when you know shelter in place was a thing everyone was joking and like oh cool we can work from home or we're off we're furloughed or we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So stock up on liquor and like get the biggest liquor glass and woo, it's 11. Might as well have a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like 
you know, a couple months of that. And then you're like, well, now I just want to drink because I'm fucking depressed. And then it's yeah. like, well, now I'm just drinking because I'm used to it. And drinking is just one thing. I mean, take sleeping in or wearing wearing PJs all day or not showering for two days because it's like, well, I mean, I can just spritz on some cologne and it's fine or whatever your thing is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, there's that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the crack and the meth. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I'm I'm joking about it, but like, you know what I'm saying, right? I get it. Yeah. Like, life changed so drastically, and at first, it was like, "Oh f- hell yeah, let's just stay inside and <laughs> watch Netflix, <laughs> do nothing else, and get fat," or "Let's stay inside and watch Netflix and do a hundred crunches every thirty minutes and get buff as a mug," like whatever your case was, and then, yeah. Hizzle's one who just like lost weight, toned up. His dick got bigger. I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) But that picture was not supposed to go to you. Just the roller coaster of this last year. And there was quite a bit of like empty cities, people losing jobs. Business is suffering, like not knowing what's going to happen. How long is this going to last? When are we going to reopen? What's the new normal? Because apparently the longer the time goes on, the, the old normals, like remember back in the day when we used to have to milk our own cows and churn our own butter, like those days are gone now, you know, <laughs> Holy shit, you're going way back. I'm just saying, like, this has, yeah. this has been a thing that will yeah. completely change history when you're thinking of, like, all of the span of from creation till now, regardless of how you think creation happened, doesn't matter. Point is, like, this is a life-changing, world-changing thing, and the roller coaster of emotions and events and all of it man like there's a lot of a lot of i don't want to say suffering <clears throat> i mean for some people it was suffering but like it just wasn't a good year man you know mm-hmm. and like i don't want to do another year of that so we have to be hopeful that's my point in my weird fucking rant that probably makes no sense and it's putting you to sleep. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep. I'm not sleepy. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, though? We have, to, we have to find hope somewhere. I don't want to be 2021, November, and I'm like, 2022 can't get here fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 700 pounds with a bad liver. <laughs> And uh, no eyeballs for some reason because they've just bled from all the TV I've ingested. Like, no. Yeah. We, we got to be hopeful. We got to strive for more and better. And we got to be sane. We have to be <clears throat> coherent. 
and let's be productive. Let's figure this shit out now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I like everything you said. I I've, you're not putting me to sleep. I'm just tired. Uh, just busting your big old balls, kid. Yeah, it just for me, I I, I am hopeful. I, I guess honestly, I I've kind of I don't know if I could sum it up. I would have to say that my my solace and my peace that I've found this January so far has been a result of me just starting to focus on me and shutting out everything else. I've been trying to uh, I've been trying to look at look at the year the past year from a standpoint of how did I let all of this affect me and what do I have to do to make sure that those weaknesses are no longer taken advantage of what do I need to change or what do I need to be better at in order to make sure that just in case this year is a second dumpster fire I don't allow myself the liberty of being emotionally, physically, and mentally crushed as a result. And to be honest with you, I'm just like, I've, I've become hardened and I've become less, um, less soft. So, so for me, I, I think I talked about this before with you. I don't know if it was on the podcast or, or not. Uh, but I, I, I remember saying how, you know, I look in the mirror and I, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, well, no, fuck you. You're going to do this anyway. I don't feel like it. But uh, you know what? Fuck you. You're going to do it anyway. I just talk to myself like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> talking to myself like a, a piece of trash just like no you you're not allowed to make make excuses today you're not allowed to be a pussy today you're not allowed to to be weak nope today you're going to get this done today you're going to get that done and forcing myself out of the procrastinations that I would normally fall into or the uh, the 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 mindsets of uh, of failure or you know giving up quicker quickly like I used to like I'm forcing myself to just follow through with the things that I know that are important and the things that I know that are essential. So um, this January, as I look back on this January, I see my consistency. In the things that are important to me. And I get a hard on. And I'm like, I can do this shit for the rest of the year. And so I guess in short, what I'm saying is the same thing as you. Uh, 
I'm optimistic, but I'm, I'm not considering optimism uh, in respect to this virus and this pandemic because at this point, honestly, frankly, I'm over it. Uh, I'm over the fact that so many people have so strong emotions over the littlest amount of information possible. I'm done with it. I think we are a nation of fucking pansies at this point, and uh, and I'm really sick of it. I'm bored with it at this point, to be honest with you. Uh, All of these fucking shutdowns and you wear a mask, you not wear a mask, you social distance, you don't social distance, you get sick, you don't. I, I, I was listening to the last podcast today. I'm like, and the podcast, I said, you know, because you, you made a comment, you asked a question, you said, well, where's God in all this? And my rebuttal was, well, God's trying to kill us off, but we we won't let him. We're developing <laughs> vaccines. <clears throat> We're fighting against God. He's trying to kill us off. Uh, Which, uh, since you uh, said that, uh, I was listening to uh, an episode from uh, Bill Burr's podcast. Yeah. And he doesn't. He doesn't subscribe to the whole religion thing from what he says. Sure. But he basically said the exact same thing. And he's like, Mother Nature is trying to, like, you know, weed out the weak. Yeah. And here we are trying to, like, fight against it and, like, save all these people. I don't know. It was just, it was funny. Yeah. You think of it. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'm being facetious, but also there's a strain of truth to that as well in that, you know, we're over 7 billion people on this planet. We're running out of land uh, because not only do we have so many people alive taking up land, but we're burying so many people in the ground as well. Um, we're, we're losing so much area to bury people in that um, cremations are on a rise like crazy. So my boy Matt in Minnesota, who's a funeral director slash jack of all trades, he's like, yeah, man, nobody wants to get buried anymore. Only <laughs> the majority of the people that are being buried are the Jews. <laughs> everybody else, Damn. everybody, everybody else is being cremated. So, uh, you know, he's in the industry and he's just he's telling me he's like frankly nobody yeah. wants to bury their dead anymore they all want to cremate them uh just to bury people it just costs too much money now they're running out of land i've always said before this shit i want to be cremated yeah why not i don't know why people want to be buried <clears throat> it's not like you're well, putting be- them in the ground and then the earth is taking over and decomposing like you're putting them in this friggin' mansion of a box. Like I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. There's a reason for it, and we can go into it at another time. But there's a reason specifically why the Jews uh, don't want to be cremated. Uh, it's a long history on it, but back to my point. I mean, it's just that I. <laughs> You know, I'm just I'm sick of all the left versus right and all the fucking stupid virtue signaling people are doing these days. You know, 
like all these idiots that go up, they're the only ones that are going up to the podium. There's nobody 20 feet around them, but they want to talk with their mask on. They're virtue signaling. They want to show that, hey, I'm part of the cool kid club. I believe in this mask shit. I'm going to do it so much or I'm going to wear my mask even though there's nobody around me. Don't get me started. We've talked about this before. You're getting yourself started, bro. I ain't saying no. I know. I know. I know. All my, my point is that I'm just, I'm sick of it at this point. And at this point, the only thing that's making me feel better is to focus on me. So I'm focusing more on me and I'm feeling better about myself and about what I'm doing. And I'm being very, very strict and, and hard on myself to make sure that I do the things that are essential for me to be better. So, like, I'm still going to therapy, you know, every single week. I'm not stopping. You know, I'm, I'm reading books and I'm increasing my reading. Uh, I'm still eating right. Like, I'm finishing up World Carnivore Month. And in February, the 1st of February, I'm starting back in just straight keto. Like, I've lost 40 pounds, bro. (laughs) You know, I I got my (laughs) finance. Nice. That was very nice. We got our financial goals. And, you know, I'm, I'm locking shit down with the finances, taking care of business financially. You know, and I've got these, I got plans in place to knock shit out, to get shit done. Uh, and so I, I guess if, if, the, if I can put sum it all up in one word to cap off January, it's militant. Because that's where I'm at right now. Right now, I, I just, I'm in a place of mentally, emotionally, I just, I want to be militant. And uh, I believe I can keep that word the entire year. I'm looking forward to it. Word. Is that rough? (laughs) Is that a little too raw? I said, is that rough or a little too raw? No, I don't don't think so. I'm just, I'm just, I'm done with excuses and with the pussyfooting around and the, you know, just all the crying and the whining about this and that. I'm just done with it, bro. I've I've got such a militant state of mind right now. I'm just like, fuck it. Let's get shit done. What's next on the list? Let's get that done. And then when we're done with all of the shit that we need to do for the day, Let's light up a fat motherfucking stogie and a nice <laughs> glass of whiskey. I'm going to sit down and fucking enjoy it in the dead of winter in my garage, freezing my nuts off. But I'm, I'm going to smoke that fucking cigar with a bit of militantness and pride that I took care of everything I needed to take care of this day. And I can cap it off with a fat cigar. And I can enjoy myself for a couple hours before I take my ass to sleep, wake up in the next morning and do it all over again. So. And I believe that I can carry this same mentality through the rest of the year. 
and I'm looking forward to the challenge. That's what's up. <clears throat> yeah, that's what's up. So, we were going to talk about love today, weren't we? Uh, that's uh, what you had uh, in the notes, but I know. Yeah, we just didn't get there. We'll save it for Valentine's Day. Yeah. We'll do a Valentine's Day little. Well, Valentine's Day is the 14th and it's uh, a Sunday. So there you go. We can talk about Jesus' love for us uh, on Valentine's Day. Why are you rubbing your nipples when you're saying that? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gay! <laughs> oh we can have some fun on valentine's day we'll save it for then uh so anyway you put a ball on it yeah let's do it thanks for listening to us we hope you uh got something out of it because we know you ain't putting nothing into it oh (laughs) i don't even know what that means I know. Like, how are you going to insult the listeners? <laughs> this is our podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know what it meant. It just sounded funny <laughs> in my head. So I came out of my mouth. But uh, we do appreciate you listening. We'd love to hear from That's you. You can, uh, you can email us at info at unchurchpodcast.show. Um, one of the easiest ways to find all our stuff is just head over to our website, which is unchurchpodcast.show. And we got links and stuff like that. So, yeah, check us out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, we love you a long time. <laughs> yeah, so long we do love you. <laughs> Peace.